see Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price guaranteed. And it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price only at Paul Massey. Ma, when are we getting the heat back? As soon as... Local propane company. Delivers. Last time that took three days. At least it's not as cold as inside. I'm propane man and I got a plan. I'm gonna help you with your gas. If your service is lame, we don't play that game. We're gonna be there in a flash. If your heat is out, just give us a shot with a company you can trust. Bernaline makes it never keep it a green. You can always count on us. Propane Plus. Propane Plus. Propane Plus. <laughs> If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. And all you do is, if you log on at depetro.com, no eyes. And then on the left-hand side, you'll see click on Listen Live, and you do that, and then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people go, you know, south for the wintertime, or maybe they go skiing out west or different places and wherever. People listen from all over. Maybe you just listen somewhere or you live somewhere and you're just not able to pick up either the 99.9 FM or the AM 1380. It's always an option to go to the website. Now, on the website, by the way. On the right-hand side, you'll see there is the link for my Facebook page. There is the link for the Twitter feed. Blue check mark, by the way. There is the link for Instagram. And there's also... You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Ready to go, JR. All right, folks, good afternoon. Right now at 12.09, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always uh, listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Now, right now, it is uh, 12.09, 12.09 on this Friday, and I'm going to give you an update. I'm coming from, this was, uh, it's the trial that's going on right now, and it has to do with the Pawtucket police officer who is on trial for shooting these unarmed teens. So he was off duty. It is Officer Dolan. And I was in court this morning. And I'm going to just play you the latest update. Uh, both Channel 10, 10, Channel 12 are there. I want to give you the latest update. And then I'm going to, um, I'll give you an update on what was happening in, in court uh, this morning. So here we go. Police officer charged with shooting a teenager while off duty was today. And that officer, Daniel Dolan, says he was acting in the interest of public safety after he saw the teen speeding on the highway. Now, yesterday we heard from the now 20 year old driver and the passengers in his car. 12 News reporter Alexandra Leslie joins us live at court in Warwick with the latest from this morning's testimony. 
Okay, court began by finishing up testimony with one of those passengers in the car, and then the state called a Rhode Island State Police Sergeant who works in the uh, who works in the collision reconstruction unit. Uh, he was asked about how police uh, were able to determine how fast each of the vehicles involved in this incident were going at the time and the accuracy of that analysis. Sergeant Adam Kennett said his analysis showed the teen driver's average speed on the highway was about 108 miles an hour, while Dolan's truck was close to 77 miles an hour. We also heard from a passerby on the night of the incident who explains how he was heading home with his children, who, when he witnessed Dolan confronting the driver of another car in that West Greenwich pizza shop, and he says he, pull, he saw him pull his gun on them. And I knew that's exactly what it was, the movement, and I just, that's what I said to the kids. He's got a gun, and then he pulled a gun out, and I heard pop, and at that point I said, you know, we gotta get away from this cop. Because okay. I didn't know what was gonna happen after that, so. And where's the first point at which you saw him pull out that gun? It was when he got to the side of that cop, and he, he looked inside the car, you could see him standing at the car, and whatever made him reach for it, he, he reached, reached for the back and pulled it out. And now that witness says when he saw Dolan reaching for the gun, he says the car was not moving at that point. We also got to hear his 911 call in court. I'll bring you more of that later on today as well as what else happens in this afternoon's trial. For now, reporting live in Warwick, Alexandra Leslie, 12 News. You know, that is actually a, um, a very good summation of what went, what happened um, in court this morning. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, and I think what, what a um, really remarkable witness that this proved to be for the prosecution. And where this is also um, was so important. And where this uh, came into play is the crux of this. Now, again, this was, there's a lot at play here. Uh, in the past, in the past, many times juries would be hesitant to maybe convict a, a police officer. Um, you know, because of the nature of what was going on. You know, but as we all know, things have have definitely changed with how people rightly or wrongly, but look look at and judge police officers. So and I also want to welcome everybody in. Good afternoon. There's David Thornley. Everybody uh, tuning in. Jane Rice. Folks, it is our noon report. You can watch live on Facebook on the John DePietro show and um Again, I'm, I'm talking about the Officer Dolan trial, off-duty police officer, Pawtucket. So the way that I understand this is, and one of the reasons, there's several things about this that make this, um, I think as our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd, pointed out, um, that make this uh, a tough case to defend, is the fact that it's my understanding that Officer Dolan, who has a very good attorney, so again, he's a Pawtucket police officer, he's off duty, he's in plain clothes in a white truck, he's driving home, and as he's on 95 South, he sees this black Audi going flying by him. And inside are three teens, and they had got, they were going to watch the NBA Finals, and then they got snacks, and then they're going to pick up a pizza, right? Seemingly harmless night. To then watch the NBA Finals because it's late June, but instead, when he they went flying by them. Now I I I don't know. We don't know if you know he he hasn't taken the stand. I don't know if he's going to take the stand. I think actually they're saying he has to take the stand, but he goes flying in behind them. They pull in to get their pizza, and then they're maneuvering to to back in, but he like cuts them off. And then gets out. Now he's in plain clothes. He's got a badge. And they just start backing up. And what seemingly happened was they want to back up like, whoa, who is this guy? And then pull out of there. But as they then back up, they start to move forward. And he's walking in front of the car. And he, he hits the hood, Officer Dolan, with his, his hand. 
<clears throat> so he then gets on the driver's side. So Officer Dolan, who's off duty from Pawtucket, he was trying to, his defense seems to be, he's in front of the car, he's got his badge out, and then they're going to run him over. So he has to, you know, shoot at the car to stop them. But instead, now there's part of the video, you see the parking lot, but you don't see what happened in front, really, like at that moment confrontation. So this witness, <coughs> who just happened to be a man, he lives in Coventry. So I was in court this morning. He's picking up, that was actually a good report by Channel 12. And he's picking up someone at the Kingston train station and going back home. And he sees, he says, I think it's the pizza owner. Like he can see it as he's approaching. And he's going about 40 miles an hour. So he can see this. He looks like a pizza owner. He can't tell what. He thought something happened. Maybe they left without paying. Something was going on. And he sees him then draw his, his gun on them. And then he hears the pop. But he can see, he testified, he's a great witness for the Attorney General's office. And I felt, again, this was, I was in court this morning for the, the Dolan trial, the off-duty Pawtucket police officer. I thought that, that you know, that there's ebb and flow in a trial. But to me, the prosecutors from the attorney general's office they were kind of feeling it the guy is he's seemingly you know he works for the defense department in connecticut he lives in coventry has several children in the car with him who are grown or older i should say and they're just minding their own business he he saw it he was also the person that called 911 so but the part of his testimony today which seemingly caused problems for the defense in the form of Officer Dolan was this individual that testified. He claimed, so here's what it sounds like happens. Dolan sees the car, and it sounds like he's just angry. Now, again, he's off duty. He's not dressed in clothes, and that's not even, he's not even a police officer there. So he sees them fly by. Possibly they go into the breakdown lane to then take the exit. You have a group of teens that are that are speeding, not as fast as initially had been said, but it's an Audi. May have actually been gone as high as 108 miles an hour. Okay, so they're speeding and they shouldn't be speeding. They're in a nice uh, luxury, an Audi's a luxury automobile. So shouldn't have been going that fast, so forth. However, he then decides to go in. Now, I, I don't know, you know, if they had stopped... Who knows what he was then going to do, right? He's got his badge out. I don't know if he's going to make a citizen's arrest, maybe call the state police. I don't know. They still don't have a radar gun on them, but he wants them to get a ticket, whatever it is. But it sounds like Officer Dolan from Pawtucket was very upset that the kids just started to back up. And then as he's like maybe then coming around the vehicle like, hey, I'm telling you. You know, don't go anywhere. He then, they start to, like, they're going to pull away. He hits the car with his hand, but then gets onto the side of the driver's side. So this witness that was in court today claims he is looking right into the car. So he can see it's not dangerous criminals. It's not, he thought maybe there was drug activity. Someone who, he can see there's three white teenagers in the car. And then he pulls out his gun and shoots at the driver, and it goes right through the driver's side glass, not the windshield, and strikes the driver in the arm. So I believe, and you haven't heard this from anyone else in the media at 1220, I think that where the off-duty Pawtucket police officer Dolan I believe he is in trouble here. And listen, I'm not, you know, I've met the three teens that were shot. I've I've interviewed, you know, the parents. I've talked to their attorney. Um, Attorney General Peter Nerone is the one that then they 
brought the charges against this officer Dolan, where I think the Dolan case is in trouble. And I'm not suggesting that anyone's rooting for this officer. So, but to, but it sounds like what is the defining moment that really hurts his defense would be there have been situations where a car can be used as a weapon. And someone says the car was coming right at me, so I fired at the vehicle. But again, that would be your maybe in your uniform. This guy thought he was the pizza owner. He didn't know. He's in a he just sees some guy running after a car. And they you know, he did have a badge out, but you're panicked. They are probably freaked that they were going fast. But he's under no he has no jurisdiction there. He's not on duty. He's not an officer in that town. I mean, he he says he was off duty and saw someone speeding. So here's a question. How many police officers now are going to start jumping into action that you have pick a place? Tuckett, Woonsocket, Cumberland, Lincoln. They're off duty and they see whatever, an Audi, a BMW, a Mercedes, boom, go flying by. So is that going to be the new they're going to chase after them, pull them over? And what? I don't know. Call the local police. They were speeding. You don't have a, a gun, you know, a, a speed gun on you. They apparently were able to figure out the speed based on the DOT cameras. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's ever been effectively used for speeding. If that is the case, by the way, if they can use DOT cameras. In order to gauge people's speed, well, then I'm at a loss as to why we have the state police out there handing out tickets. If you know, it sounds like you don't need them out there anymore. But anyhow, but just getting back to this, where I believe he is in trouble. So let's just say that did happen, and he saw them go flying by, and he goes after them, and he wants to get out. Like, hey, maybe he was going to say, "Hey, I'm a cop. You could have killed someone there." Blah blah blah, whatever, and like I don't know, lecture them. So then they're pulling away. They don't know who he is. They don't want to hear it. They're afraid. He doesn't really, he doesn't have jurisdiction in that town, Newstick Hill Road. So now he's angry because then they're just going to pull away. Again, maybe get the plate. Maybe he thought he was going to stop them and call state police, whatever. He was going to try to ruin their night for going fast on 95 South. But I don't believe they're going to be able to find anyone that's going to say his actions were justified in that situation. As he was on the driver's side, they could have, if they had driven away, he would have been standing there. They go to drive away. They're pulling forward. He slams the car, the hood with his hand, but he's no longer in front of the car. Now, his attorney, Michael Colucci, is trying to argue that he was still in front like the right front part of the car so that's why he he needed to shoot the driver i i think it's a stretch i don't think that's how it happened this guy officer dolan seemingly has an anger management problem the witness today this is the first time in this case since this broke late june of 21 new stick hill road right off of 95 uh, West Greenwich, Coventry, Exeter area. But this is the the first time that we've heard there was a witness. And this man, a green Audi, was right. He, he came upon it just at that split second. And he saw him draw the weapon. And then he heard one gunshot. And then he saw the car start to move. I want to just pull um, pull up. So I, I think this is the first that we've heard, as I said, because, yeah, it's it's Newsnick Hill Road. I think it, well, it actually starts in, it starts in, um, it starts in, where is it? Yeah, right off of 95, Newsnick Hill Road. I think it, it starts in... West Greenwich, and then it goes into Coventry. I think it's also known as Route 3 
or it's another Route 3, so to speak. So, yeah, Route 3. Okay. And then it comes in off of uh, 95, and then it goes in that way. So, I, I, I don't know what the end game was here. So, the guy is... um. This officer Dolan, he's off duty. He's coming back from Pawtucket. Okay, so he felt the need to jump into action because he saw a vehicle traveling fast on on the road. He he had several options. He could have called it in. He could have called it in. He chose he chose not to call it in, as a matter of fact, but he, um, he without question, he could have called the state police. He could have, maybe he wanted to detain them and call the state police because some teenage kids were going to pick up their pizza and they had the parents Audi and obviously were going well above the speed limit. So, I, I, the whole thing. But where I believe, and I want to just, where he's really, I think, in trouble on this case is, all right, So, like I said, all those things being as they are, you're, you're shooting an unarmed uh, 17-year-old teen who, he didn't have a knife, he didn't have a gun. He's trying to claim, well, they were using the car as a weapon. Again, maybe there's someone on that jury that feels, you know, those kids, they should have stopped. And the the man that was driving claimed he couldn't tell what he had in his hand. The teens that I saw yesterday that testified were in the vehicle, including the driver. He claimed that they, they didn't know, is this really a badge? He's not dressed as a link. They don't know who the guy is. Some guy cuts them off and then jumps out and is coming at them. So they just felt like abandoned ship. Let's get out of here. We'll get the pizza later. But it's it's here's what it wasn't. It wasn't someone in uniform. It wasn't a police car. Um, it was someone that very aggressively he could have. By the way, Dolan, if we want to play this out, he could have boxed them in, called state police, and said these kids were flying down the road. He could have. He didn't. Um, I, I, I can't for the life of me, you know, it, it, it's going to come down to why did he pull the why did he pull the weapon? Why did he pull the gun? Why did he fire the gun? Well, you don't pull it unless you're going to use it. He used it. He didn't seem to be in any in uh, imminent danger, especially what seemingly fries Dolan here. And again, for those that are just tuning in, it's 1229. It's one It's the John DePietro show. So I was in court. It's this guy, he's a very good witness. He knows what he saw. I am surprised. <clears throat> they try to very casually say, yeah, and you saw him, like you said, at the, at the corner of the car, right? Right in the driver's side. That's what you said. And then they try to catch them that way and throw them off. What I am surprised is that the prosecutors are not, Saying, you know, your, your honor, he has answered the question several times. Now, maybe there's a, a rhyme and reason to it. Maybe they don't want to draw attention to that. Maybe they want to save all their attention for when Officer Dolan is expected to take the stand. But this is the first time that we've heard that the state had a witness. And he saw him on the side of the vehicle drawing his gun. That's very, very significant. I don't want to use any casual phrases, but that if I were going to if I was going to use to me, that was kind of like a lights out. Um, I don't see how they overcome that. Again, he went from thinking that this was maybe the owner of the pizza place to changing it to say he and, and the driver said, and, and this guy, he did everything right. He was driving by. He, he witnessed it. And then, and then he called 911. And they played that call. So this uh, gentleman, 
from Coventry who testified he the guy did everything right. And when you look at the map, so you get off, it's 95 south, and then you take that Noosnick Hill Road exit. And the man was so shaken, which you can understand. He said, yeah, it happened right at the gas station. Well, if you know it, there's a Sunoco, and then there's a, there is a Shell station on the left. I remember I was on site that night, and we knew something had happened because there was so much state police activity there. So there, there is a Shell station, but then you go farther down, and then you see the Wicked Good Pizza. So, um, and then I also see there's a thing called Hard Knocks Boxing Club. I've heard of that right off Newstead Hill Road. And then farther down, there's Big River Spirits, which is the liquor store. So the kids pulled out, and then they pulled over down by the liquor store. And then Dolan actually administered first aid. So now the defense attorney was saying... You know, well, you you must. Why didn't you just like, hey, we got to get away from this guy? But he said he couldn't drive anymore, and it sounds like they were <clears throat> they were afraid if they tried to escape, he was going to shoot them again. But then he was trying to administer first aid. But this witness today from Coventry, as I'm telling you, I think then there's the wicked good pizza that they had good video outside. This guy just happened to be coming down Newstick Hill Road, going home to Coventry, picked someone up at the Kingston train station. I know what that's like. And then, and he's not flying. He's not going 65. He's not going 70. You know, he's going 35, 40 miles an hour. And so you can, you can see up ahead, all of this took place in about, you know, I don't know, under 10 seconds of he sees... The vehicle backing up, the guy coming towards the vehicle, they pull this way, and then he comes around, and then he sees the guy draw a gun, who was Officer Dolan. And then you, you then when the car, he's actually right on the side, because when you see the video, you see the young teens, they're, they're right behind the green Subaru when they hit Newstick Hill Road. So the guy went a little bit farther down the road out of harm's way, and then he called 911. So I believe at 1233 on this Friday, to me, <clears throat> that's a pivot. I mean, I know that's the first time we've heard that there happened to be a driver, just happened to be driving by. He's not in the car. He's not with the teens. He's not 18 years old. He's, he's a well-spoken gentleman who has had his children in the car, works for the Defense Department in Connecticut, returning to his home. And the, to me, the key piece of evidence that he testified to just a short time ago in court is that he was on, he saw Officer Dolan off-duty, plain clothes. He thought he, as I said, he was the pizza owner. He saw him on the driver's side out of harm's way, draw his weapon. And I think that is lights out because that completely contradicts Dolan trying to say he was in front of the car, the car's coming at him, and if he didn't shoot the driver, they were going to run him over. Totally contradicts it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Friday, this is why I go to court. This is why. I'm going to play the Channel 10 piece. And that was a good piece by Channel 12, Alexandra Leslie. I saw her there. But you never fully get the sense unless you're there. And and Michael Colucci, the defense attorney, represents a lot of police officers for Officer Dolan. I mean, the guy's trying. It's a tough case. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ameriprise Financial with our guy, Tom Bryan. Now, on this Friday at 1235, what if I were to tell you? That you could take advantage of a free consultation. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call today, free consultation, 401-434-1510. 401-434-1510. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Remains true to the vision. They'll put you first, help you get where you want to be today and into the future. The Strength in retirement planning. As I said, why wing it? These are your finances we're talking about. If you want retirement planning, if you are retired and need help or just guidance or listen, 
sometimes instead of having the person that sits next to you at work or your brother-in-law, your next door neighbor, how about someone that this is what they do for a living? Ameriprise Financial, our guy, Tom Client, and he does, they do a variety major purchase planning, education planning, tax planning. Call now, free consultation. Many people, you know, offer you things. Not many people offer you what I'm offering you, which is a free consultation. Call right now, 401-434-1510. Our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. And by the way, after you call him, uh, I'd love to hear your experience, but everything I hear is just fantastic. That's why I'm recommending him to you, 401-434-1510. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks, the lounge. I had dinner while well, we had a snack. I had a late lunch there on Sunday. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. So very, very dramatic. Let me play the, um, the Anna Wall story is just, uh, Brian Wall story is just brutal. Because everything, the mother now is, is going through that. Her of Anna Walsh told uh, a Serbia, a news outlet in Serbia that, in fact, that Anna Walsh called her mother on New Year's Eve, but the mother had already shut off the phone. And, you know, and they're way, way ahead of time, hours-wise. But, you know, we're never going to know what that conversation is. But as I was mentioning earlier, it's still just, it's so gruesome with uh, the details regarding, you know, what happened. And as I mentioned, I, I think it is the 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 Google search. That's what kind of takes you, to me anyway, takes you inside. That it's actually hard to fathom that someone would do all those things and then carry them out. So now I know there are, and some other people with missing person cases are starting to reach out to me. Now, I want to tell you the difference of this is, for instance, and I won't get into details, but many times there are people that <coughs> that disappear from their family and friends uh, for various reasons, but it doesn't mean that they're missing um, so much. So there are many times there are, and un- unfortunately, many times it's it's drug related. Now again, I'm not saying that their lives, you know, don't have value. I'm not but there are people that sometimes disappear from family and friends at at different times. There there's a difference between that of sometimes when people go on a drug binge, they can disappear for several days before they reemerge. There's a difference between that in the Charlotte Lester case, where suddenly, you know, nothing happens to the phone, blah, 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 very odd. And then this particular case, the Char- the um, Anna Walsh case, immediately her, notice it was her um, co-workers that reported her missing in that whole situation. Now, I also want to mention, drive a charge and crash that injured six people to face judge. I mean, this was horrific yesterday. It was a war crash. So I was in court, so I couldn't be at both. But um, Jaden Berthold, 18 years old, crashed on Sandy Lane. It was a bad accident yesterday. And I was in court, so I couldn't cover both but he was in court and just looks like a total punk as a matter of fact um but injured six people on sandy lane so we'll we'll get all the details on that but i know that it was a a big crash that certainly bothered um and upset i should say a number of people in that in that area well folks again right now at 12 40 and I'm going to touch on the, the Dolan case that's going on right now. As as many, um, I mean, as many people know, I you hate to see a police officer in court. But 
to me, it just seems obvious. This guy is, um, there's just no justification for it. There actually, it wouldn't have been justified. The shooting doesn't even sound like it would have been justified if, in fact, he was on duty in uniform. Now, I'm fully confident there are professional witnesses out there. There are people that you can hire. And what they'll do is they'll come in. They're usually very expensive and they're professional witnesses. And they'll essentially testify whatever it is that you want them to testify to. They'll find a way to try to leverage the angles and say that the whole thing was justified. Conversely, there's also, um, conversely is not the right word to use, but maybe you've heard of Dr. Michael Baden. You, you see him a lot of times. He used to be on a lot of times during the OJ trial, some other trials. <clears throat> He's another individual that no matter what the evidence is, if you pay this guy, and I think it's in the vicinity of he, he gets big money. I think there was a trial that I was covering where it was, it was $25,000 for the day. And what he will do, Dr. Michael Baden, <clears throat> is you fly him in. He studies the case and, and he will come up. He's always a defense witness. He'll find a way to say that the science or something could be something else. That's all it is. Professional witness, be it as they may, they try to confuse the jury. So when the defense puts on their witnesses, which will go into next week on this Officer Dolan trial of Pawtucket, I'm sure they'll, they'll find some guy or woman, someone that comes in and will say, based on the evidence that I saw, Uh, This was a justifiable shoot, blah, blah, blah. It certainly doesn't seem that way. It certainly doesn't seem that way. And maybe it'll be enough that there'll be someone on the jury that will be chosen to say, I think, you know, the officer was was in danger and fear of his life. And then he, you know, he had to shoot. So and that's that's all you, you know, that's essentially all you need. So because, as I said, most people, this is also a jury In Kent County. Um, I know now. So when I I lived in New York City for nine years and close to nine years and the the juries, they have problems with juries in, in the Bronx, in Harlem, parts of Brooklyn and Queens, because they can never get a conviction. They bring the juries, the jurors in. The defense they never want anyone that reads the New York Times. They don't want anyone actually that reads a newspaper. But the juries there are always sympathetic towards the defendants. And they're, they're very anti-police. So it's very difficult to get a guilty verdict in Harlem, the certain sections of New York. Now, the same could be said for, I don't really know, Chicago, Baltimore, certain sections. Um, but I just mentioned because it was it was always a problem in, in New York. And that's why then they always kind of try to just do a plea deal because it's like good luck trying to get a guilty verdict. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and there are some snowflakes out there in the air, but it's a real raw Friday. And it's brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. Call them today, 24 Emergency Service, 401 942 7500. Matthews Oil Company. You need a dependable oil company, trusted oil delivery, call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. And remember, 24-hour emergency service, call Matthews Oil Company today for over four generations. And also, if you're on a budget, they have various payment plans available, Matthews Oil Company. Call them, 401-942-7500, 7500 Matthews Oil Company. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, this portion of, of our program is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now, remember, the next time you have an emergency, if you want to wait a long time when you have an emergency, then go to an emergency room. But if you want to be seen right away, they're open seven days a week at Med Urgent Care. Doctors and nurses 
They provide immunization, cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies at Med Urgent Care. Two locations, one in Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Roadies, Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. At Med Urgent Care, comprehensive outpatient health care, individuals and families, diagnostic treatment services, the cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. And remember, with AtMed, you can find them online, at med, M-E-D, urgentcare.net. Remember, with AtMed, if you're ever in a big uh, an auto accident, uh, they will see you and look you over. Many times now, I'm told... That hospital-based emergency rooms, they won't see people that were in an accident. No, we're too busy. I received an email from someone the other day. She took her grandfather to an emergency room. I won't say which one, Rhode Island Hospital. And they had to wait eight hours, eight hours for the grandfather to be seen. I also know, you know, we've heard some of the stories because Governor McKee has totally screwed up our health care system of people waiting you know, even longer than that. It's not like that at AtMed Urgent Care. The next time you have an emergency, AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center. I've gone to that. Boom, they saw me in less than 20 minutes. And also, I have been to the one post-Rodies Greenwich right across from Felicia's. Well, folks, right now at 1247, good afternoon, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, I received an email <clears throat> from one of our listeners who's been listening who was wondering about, you know, what happens next with the Brian Walsh murder trial. And <clears throat> the answer is, other than some things leaking out, he's not going to be in court for a while. It is still... Um, Horrific, and it's it is just you know it's terrible, but um, there's not going to be a, a lot of that of a lot more information coming on that because now you know his attorneys will get to work and in essence then just try to you know try to question and knock out as much evidence as they as they possibly can. But um, I, I just, you know, the whole thing, it's still, everyone is still buzzing about it, whether it's on Facebook or TikTok or wherever. And, and I, I understand it. It's, and I come back to, it's just, it's just still hard to um, fathom that just how, an evil mind, how he, you know, went about it. And and as I've said, I think the, the Google searches that come into play, it's um it's just so grisly and it's so horrific. And and the more we've learned about it is that by you know by all accounts, Brian Walsh was doing that initially the first part with his three young boys that are right, you know, right there sleeping, one would think, upstairs. Now, we don't know that because one of them, uh, one of the children came down during the Walshes were entertaining a friend on New Year's Eve. So if if one of the children heard something, uh, we that has not been revealed. It could have been. They could have told that to the police. The police are just not saying that as of yet. They're not saying anything as of yet. Um, but the Boston Globe does have a story right now. The father's accused of killing the mother. What happens to the three young boys? So the three young boys of Brian Anna Walsh have lost their mother, allegedly by their father. Brian Walsh charged killing his wife, discarding her body. Who will care for the children? None older than six. Friends of Anna have said their main priority is keep the siblings together. Two said recently they've urged the Massachusetts Department of Children and Families not to separate them uh, as the child protection needs to decide their immediate future. Massachusetts DCF spokesperson said the children are in state custody but would not specify who's caring for them. 
citing state federal privacy requirements. But child welfare say the agency would try to place the children with relatives or someone they know well, if at all possible. So her mother lives in Serbia. I don't think they're going to put them with the mother of Brian Walsh. Whenever a child's placed in custody, their first objective, find a relative or trusted adult already known to the child, serve as foster parents, known as kinship or child-specific foster care. Placing children with a relative or trusted adult, such as a teacher, coach, family, friend, can provide some measure of stability. Jacqueline O'Brien, Managing Director, Children Family Law Division said it's become more common for children to be placed with relatives or another adult they know than put in foster care because of a shortage of foster families in Massachusetts. To keep these three together, DCF would need to place them with family since relatively few foster families be equipped to take three siblings. Separation also occurs when one child requires a higher level of care sibling who does not need those service placed elsewhere. When a child is removed from his or her home in place, uh, DC, DCF said it, it's immediate file, written affidavit, juvenile court. Anna Walsh's mother lives in Serbia, her home country. Anna Walsh was reported missing by her colleagues in D.C. January 4th, failed to show up for work. Brian Walsh initially arrested a charge of misleading investigators was arraigned on Wednesday, murder, and then also dismembering a body and then traveling and terrible, putting her remains in dumpsters in Abington and also in um, Brockton. Pled not guilty, ordered hell without bail. In court, prosecutors disclosed a series of grisly online searches Brian Walsh allegedly made after his wife's death, including how long before a body starts to smell, how to stop a body from decomposing. The searches were made on the son's iPad. So I've heard some people say, oh, well, you know, her mother's got to come. Well, you know, we don't know about that. I don't I don't know what to make of that. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is also police released new photos of an East Boston woman missing since last November. It, it, it is frightening what is going on right now. Uh, Raina Morales went missing in late November. Last seen November 26, getting into a car around 9 o'clock. And then supposedly being dropped off in Somerville. Five foot five. There's a number of them. It is, it's really frightening what's happening right now. Um, But I also saw there's, um, someone sent me a link that one of the things that the cartels have moved into, instead of uh, drugs, fentanyl, cocaine, meth, one of the things that the, excuse me, cartels have really, the area they've moved into is human trafficking. And there's a clip of a movie scene where they say, um, they don't have to, you know, human trafficking, they don't have to grow whatever it is, they don't have to make whatever it is. They either kidnap or steal or whatever. But apparently this is a big area they've gone into. But it is it is just frightening right now how many missing women there are. And I also want to just quickly mention that I... I, I um. I have tried back before Christmas time, a, a woman's body was found in, in Carbuncle Pond in Coventry. I was on scene that day. State police were very uncooperative. It was found by a fisherman who I think initially contacted Coventry police, contacted DEM. State police got in. Those of you that remember, I was there on scene in the afternoon. State police, first of all, wouldn't even let us near the pond. Since then, I have called the state police, no response. I have sent email to the state police, no response. So I, I have heard various theories that it was a female, it was a female brought there, and a homicide was committed. But I know that one of the news outlets was able to get out of the state police a comment 
that they believe that a homicide occurred. But it could be. It could be a Jane Doe case. Because then now I'm getting email from people saying there's a a, a lot of uh, whatever word people are comfortable using. Migrants, immigrants, illegals. For some some reason, that area and around Coventry, they have spotted a lot of them or they camp around there. But I have heard that's what I heard. But I, it's it's very unusual. I, I admit it's very unusual. I don't understand it. I don't understand why the state police won't tell us just the nature of who they found. But it's it's very possible if, in fact, if it is someone from another country who was brought here, somehow ended up in our area and then was brought there and killed, <clears throat> then it's, it is very possible they don't know who this person is. So it's a Jane Doe. And, you know, who, who knows? There, there's so much going on, you know, with Biden with the open border and people coming over and young women being exploited. So last March, as many of you remember, when I was in Eastern Europe, Poland, traveling into Ukraine, there were a lot of accusations of human traffickers showing up there from all over the world to try to kidnap young women that were escaping from Ukraine because of the war. And there were several times when I was at the train station or right in the area of Ukraine where they'd be coming over the border. There were some pretty sketchy people there, to put it mildly. Some pretty sketchy individuals that were there. We were hearing that there were Russian gangsters that were coming in and they were going to try to kidnap them and put them into human trafficking all over different parts of, of Europe and into China and into parts of Asia. And I mean, it is frightening. That is something that can't be denied right now. That is a major, major problem with law enforcement. I'll tell you something else. It's certainly not helping that the Biden administration continues to have an open border where the cartels feel if we can get them into the United States, there's a market for them. So the Biden administration with Harris, they certainly make it easy for the cartels. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's much by Propane Plus. Call Propane Plus today. Do you use propane? In Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Heating and cooling, three generations. If you log on to their website... It's a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. You just type in your zip code, residential or commercial. You can depend on Propane Plus. In Rhode Island, for your propane delivery, call them 401-885-4209 for Propane Plus. Well, folks, it's 1259. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. lot more to get into. You can listen at the website dpetro.com you can listen uh, online at the website dpetro.com or am 1380 99.9 fm i will be doing facebook live later but let's do this we're gonna break get a news update at one o'clock with the one o'clock news another full hour to go leave it right here on the john dipetro show wnr socket w260 dc w